Welcome to another episode of the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast. As always, I'm so honored and excited to be here for yet another episode. If you've been listening in for a while and you like the podcast and want more content like this, then I invite you to join my community group on Facebook, where you'll find like-minded women all on the same journey to become their strongest, fittest, healthiest selves whilst quitting the fads, the bullshit, and the excuses. And if at some point you've thought, wouldn't it be great to work with Alessia, then I invite you into my one-on-one weight loss coaching program, Metabolic Rebuild. The program is specifically for you if you're a woman over 30 who wants to quit the lifelong dieting, rebuild your slow metabolism from years of yo-yo diets, fads, and quick fixes that have never worked so you can lose fat without giving up your favorite foods and build a fitter, leaner, stronger body that you love and feel confident in. To apply, all you need to do is hit the link in the show notes or even head on over to my website at alessiadcoaching.com for more details. Now, on to the episode. What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys had an amazing week. And this week we're going to talk about something that I spend a lot of time explaining over and over again to clients, new clients in the program and women that I speak to on a day-to-day basis who want to lose weight and change their body shape. And that is how to get toned. Yep, how to get toned. Toned, this word has been around for a long, long time. And it's still around. And you know what? I used to scoff at, you know, women in the beginning of my career when I found out really how to get toned and what the actual process entails. I used to scoff at everyone who would say this word. I used to say, you can't get toned. Toned isn't a thing. But you know what? I truly, I understand where women are coming from when they come with this, you know, question, how do I get toned? And so this episode is dedicated to that. And I'm going to break it down in simple terms. Um, So you as a beginner who, you know, maybe you're just starting out, maybe you have just began strength training, or you're thinking about strength training, or you're thinking about getting a coach, or you're thinking about getting a PT or personal trainer in your local gym, whatever the case may be, you are starting out and you want to get toned, but you a little bit confused, like you don't really know how to do it. And there's a lot of conflicting information, like should I do cardio? Should I do weights? Should I do weights before cardio? Should I do cardio after weights? Is it high reps, low reps? You know, that kind of stuff. Like what exercises should I be doing? So I'm gonna obviously not share everything I know about muscle building because, you know, that would be a really long podcast. In fact, it would probably be like a documentary. (laughs) But Jokes aside, I'm actually going to give you some pointers to get you started. And of course, as always, I highly, highly recommend that if you are a complete beginner and you've never stepped foot in the gym or you've never actually started a program or you've never really followed anything in particular, you know, you're kind of like that person who goes on YouTube or Instagram and finds random workouts or perhaps you just go to the gym once in a while and do classes, then I highly suggest that you hire a coach or a trainer 
an online coach or a PT in person, I do think that if you are a complete beginner, having a PT in person for a few sessions will actually benefit you greatly to learn the ropes, but sometimes it might not be feasible or budget friendly for you because yes, it is expensive to hire a PT. Um, an online coach who is well-versed in what you want to achieve and of course, who is going to follow you properly, not just give you a program and say, okay, bye, see you next, next month or whatever, but someone who is actually invested in your progress, um, I would highly suggest that you get one. And obviously, that's a shameless plug here. If you want to work with me, you can send me a message on Instagram or my website, or you can apply in the show notes to work with me. But that being said, I do believe that it is very valuable to get a coach in the beginning of your journey. And I honestly, if I had gotten a coach, like in, in, in the first, I would say year or two that I started my health and fitness journey, I probably would have made progress much, much faster. And I wouldn't have kind of just fallen trapped to a lot of the gimmicks and a lot of like things that would just waste my time and keep me spinning my wheels. So all right, with that out of the way, let's get into this episode. So I'm going to cover a couple of points. So I'll share with you first the points that I'm going to cover, and then we're going to go on each point, and we're going to talk about um, what to do to get toned, how to get toned. So first thing we're going to talk about is how strength training differs from cardio, how to build muscle as a beginner. We're going to talk about why and how building muscle and losing body fat is the key to, to a toned physique. We're going to talk about how nutrition plays a vital role in building muscle. And we're also going to touch on why under eating, chronic dieting or yo-yo dieting, and being afraid of carbs or other food groups is hurting your efforts to get toned. And finally, we're going to talk about how getting toned is cyclical. So how getting toned is or should be done in cycles. So let's get to it. So first things first, let's talk about how strength training differs from cardio. So most women, when they want to change their body, when they want to lose weight, they immediately think, I need to go on a diet, I need to cut my calories or eat less, and I need to move more. And this is the message that we've been given since the beginning of time, if, if, if that is true. Like, since the beginning of time, we've been told, eat less, move more. So women go on a diet and they go to the gym or they go running. So this is the, like the, 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 the beginning of where everything begins, gets to go wrong, right? Begins to go wrong. And if, if you really want to start as you mean to go on, start in the right place. And this is really where everything starts to go wrong. So most people, women, they go on a diet, they cut their calories, they eat less, and they begin to move more in the way of cardio. So they do running or they do cardio classes, um, jogging, going on the treadmill, the, the, the cross trainer, cycling, whatever it is, they start doing that. Now, look, there's nothing inherently wrong with cardiovascular exercise. In fact, it's very important that you include cardiovascular exercise 
in your routine and in your exercise uh, plan, but when it comes to getting toned, what women don't understand, and we're going to talk a little bit more in detail in a second, is that getting toned is building muscle, okay? The women that you see on magazines or on Instagram where, you know, you follow these really, really amazing looking women who have the most beautiful physiques, where you see they have tight glutes, they have really nice shapely butts, they have shapely legs, they have nice defined quads, they have defined arms, you know, that wave that everybody loves, they don't have their bat wings, they have flat abs, they have shapely shoulders, they have really gorgeous backs and really tight waists. That is not built through cardio. That is built through muscle building, strength training. And unfortunately, women have been afraid of strength training for a very, very long time. And luckily now, it's become so, so much better that, you know, I'm seeing more women in the gym now than I'm seeing men. I'm seeing more women lifting heavy, not being afraid of strength training, not being afraid of lifting weights. But there are still women that are struggling and they don't know how to do it. And so they get intimidated. And so they just revert back to what's easy, what's comfortable. And that is cardio. Because, you know, it's easy to just hop onto a treadmill and start walking or start running because, you know, you don't need to learn anything. But when you look at all the machines and you look at all the weights and, you know, you look at this this area of the gym that is filled with people that look like they know what they're doing, you get intimidated and so you, 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 you are afraid. And then a lot of the times you see men and you think, oh, well, I don't want to look like a man. I don't want to look bulky, right? This is something that so many women used to say, and luckily it's dying out, but I still see it. I don't want to look bulky. I want to build lean muscle. I want to look leaner, but toned. So there's a lot of this language around strength training with women, but women don't actually understand the science and what it really takes to look toned and to get that physique that they want. And so it's important to differentiate that strength training totally differs from cardio because strength training, we are looking at creating an adaptation in the muscle. We are creating a specific um outcome. We're, we're creating a specific um, effect and adaptation in the muscle. With cardio, we're also creating some adaptation there, but we are working a completely different system or energy system in the body. And we're also working a completely different organ, right? Because cardiovascular works the heart, right? The cardiovascular system versus muscle is tissue, right? It's a different tissue. So that is important to differentiate. And so strength training is different from cardio in many, many ways. And when you go with this idea that you want to look toned and then you just do cardio, all you're actually doing is burning calories or energy while you're doing this cardiovascular work, okay? 
and you're working your heart, your cardio, your cardiovascular muscle, not your cardiovascular muscle, your cardiovascular system. And so when you strength train, you are now creating an adaptation. You are creating tension in the muscle. And so when you put tension on the muscle over time, the muscle builds back stronger, okay, with good nutrition and good recovery and the right exercises and the right program, that is what you're creating. You're creating a specific adaptation and that creates muscle. That means you're building muscle and that means that you cannot build muscle while you're doing cardio. And just to give you an idea, if you look at the difference between marathon runners that literally only run for their sport and bodybuilders or CrossFit athletes, and even just athletes in general that, um, you know, I, I would say um, sprinters, okay, sprinters. The difference in their body is immense, okay? Marathon runners, usually very lean, don't have much muscle mass, because they need to be fast, okay? So if they were to build a lot of muscle, they would be more dense, their body would be more dense, their body would be heavier, and they wouldn't be able to run. But also, if you look at them, they're not very toned, right? They are very lean, they are quite skinny, but they're not quite toned, like they don't look like they have a lot of muscle and they look a bit soft. So the reason is because a lot of cardio done over a long period of time basically eats away at muscle. It eats away at muscle because your body requires energy to complete certain exercises and if there's not enough food, it will always turn to its muscle as energy because it's a very energy dense um, tissue. And so a lot of runners literally just don't have muscle because their body is literally using so much energy to complete marathons and complete runs that it eats away at the muscle that they have on their body, hence why they are skinny. So it's important to know that if you want to get toned, cardio is not the way to do it, okay? It's not the right form of exercise. You will lose weight when you eat less and you move more, yes, but in the long run, you're not going to actually look how you want to look. You're not going to actually um, get toned. You're not going to build the muscle that you're looking to build. And so you're just going to look like a skinny, fat version of yourself. So if you eat less, move more, and you don't include strength training, you're just gonna look smaller, you're gonna weigh less, but you're just gonna be soft. You're not gonna have any definition, you're not gonna have any muscle tone, you're not gonna look toned. You're not gonna get the results that you want. So you have to include strength training, okay? It's extremely vital if you ever want to truly get toned. So let's talk about how to actually build muscle as a beginner. So I'm not gonna go into, you know, all the science behind it because most of the people that listen to my podcast are not trainers and coaches. They are everyday people that want to get started. And so I wanna make things as easy and as 
accessible as possible. And so we're going to talk about six ways that you can build muscle as a beginner. All right. Of course, this is not an exclusive or exhaustive list. Okay. There are many other ways to do these things and build muscle. But as a beginner, the first thing that you want to do, okay, the number one thing you need to do when you first start wanting to build muscle is you need to learn how to move properly, safely and effectively. That means you need to learn the basic movement patterns because exercises all fall within those movement patterns. And what are these movement patterns? We have the squat movement pattern. We have the deadlift or hinge movement pattern. We have the pulling and pushing movement patterns, pull and push. We also have lunge, lunging, thrusting, and also rotational movement patterns. And so when you look at exercise, all exercises fall in these categories, whether there are squats, whether they're bicep curls, whether it's a back exercise like a row, whether you're doing a push-up or a deadlift or you're doing a hip thrust or a bridge or you're doing a plank with a core rotation or a pal-off press, all of these exercises are actually patterns of movement. And so it's important that before you start learning how to you know, pick up a dumbbell and do a deadlift, you need to understand how to hinge properly, right? Before you do a back squat with a barbell, you need to learn how to squat. We, we need to start from the basics, okay? And that is where so many women go wrong. They just go straight into exercise without really understanding that they need to build skill, Strength training is skill building, okay? So you have to build the skill in these movement patterns so that once you nail the movement pattern, you will introduce the exercise and you will do the exercise well with good form and technique. And then you'll be able to actually integrate intensity and you'll be able to push that exercise to your intensity level that you're looking for to get the adaptation that you want to build that muscle. So you'll be able to progress the exercise, you'll be able to get better at the exercise over time, but if you don't do the basics, you don't lay down the foundations of learning how to move properly, then you know, doing a goblet squat, doing a deadlift, you won't be able to push that exercise to its maximum intensity because you won't be able to do the exercise properly and recruit the right muscle, the right uh, muscle fibers. You won't be able to really um, progress the exercise over time. You might even get injured or you might get back pain or you might get an, a niggling pain or you might just not feel anything at all. Okay, so it's important that we start with the very basics and that is learning movement patterns. So you need to learn how to squat. So squat movement pattern is actually extremely natural to most human beings because we unfortunately sit all day and our hips get really tight and we don't move much throughout the day. The more we sit, the more we don't move, the more we don't actually squat and sit in a deep squat 
we lose the ability to actually squat properly. And so um, learning how to do this comfortably without pain in the knees, without pain in the hips is important. Now, of course, there's always, you know, issues with some people that they've either got injuries or past injuries or they're, you know, limited in movement and mobility. And so it's important to, you know, we have to work with what we have. And that's where having a coach really comes in handy. But what I'm saying is that, you know, everybody can squat. It just requires a variation that is painless and possible for that person. So if you feel like your knees hurt when you squat, usually it's not the knees, it's something else, whether it's, you know, limited ankle mobility or limited um, stability in the hips or flexibility in the hips. That is usually why most people struggle with squats, but also with hinging. So, you know, we do this every day. Like we pick things up from the ground every single day, right? We bend over all the time. That is hinging. Yes, that is hinging. We hinge all the time. So if you don't know how to do it properly, at some point when you do end up picking up something that's heavy, you might pull your back. And so learning how to hinge with a strong core, with a nice neutral spine is very crucial. Otherwise, going straight into doing deadlifts without knowing how to hinge properly, you might do it wrong, you might hurt yourself. And that's why so many people complain that the deadlifts hurt their back, but it's not that the actual deadlift is a bad exercise, but it's just either not fit for them or the variation is not fit for them or they haven't learned how to hinge. Then you've got things like rowing, right? Which is a pulling movement pattern. Rowing, any type of rows, any type of pull-ups where you pull your weight up, where you're hanging off a bar and you pull yourself up, that is your back muscles. So most pulling exercises involve the back. And of course, we also have bicep curls, which is pulling the dumbbells up towards the midline of the body. And that is also pulling movement patterns. So having a strong back is very important and very uh, crucial to building muscle and to building that toned physique that you want. So that is the pulling. Then we also have push, right? Which is pushing the body away from the ground, whether it's that it's in a push-up position or even pushing a weight away from our body, which is a press with dumbbells or a bench press or shoulder press. Um, those are pushing. We also have lunges, which is lunging your body forward. That usually also works the legs. We also have thrust, that's or bridge patterns. So that is your hip thrusts and your uh, your glute bridges, which works the glute muscles primarily. And then we have rotational, right? Our body can move in the rotational plane, turn around, rotate, and that we usually work the core muscles and we use um, exercises like the Palof press or we work, you know, different variations of planking. So these are all examples. There are hundreds and hundreds of exercises that fall into these movement patterns. But if you were to, you know, come onto my coaching program, we wouldn't start you off straight into, a, you know, a, a muscle building phase if you don't know how to move and if you've never worked 
these movement patterns before. So you have to be, uh, you have to lay down a good foundation and base before you start progressing. Now, the second thing about building muscle as a beginner is that you want to start with a progressive program. You want to start with a program that is written for you, okay, specifically as a beginner or wherever you're at in your journey based on your goals. So most women, what they do is they just go online and they look for random workouts that don't fit their abilities, don't fit where they're at in their training uh, journey and training history. And they sometimes even go on YouTube or Instagram and they go on um, these, these following these exercise videos and it's just random exercises thrown together with very little thought. You've heard me talk about this before. Um, even if you go to these group fitness classes, you'll find that for the most part, exercises have just been thrown together. They just, they, there's no thought. It's more about just getting you sweaty. Like most of these exercise classes, their only job is to make sure that you come back and that you feel good after a workout. Like they don't care whether or not you're making progress. All they care about is giving you an amazing experience. You know, those Les Mills classes, the music, the choreography, it's, it's almost like um, a performance and it's really not you know, it's really not built for actual progression. Like they don't progress the exercises very rarely. Can they? Because it's a group setting. So there's people of all different levels. And so I can't really blame them that much. You know, they have their place. Like people go in there and they want to feel good. They want to exercise. It gets people through the door. It gets people exercising. It's fine. Like I'm, I'm all for them. But if you truly want to experience changing your body composition, like you really want to get toned and you want to change the way your body looks and you want to build a body that you truly love, you really need to kind of say maybe goodbye or put those classes on pause and get yourself onto a program. What does a program mean? Like what, what do you mean a program? Well, it means that it's structured in a certain way and it's progressive, so it makes sure that every week, every month, every phase has a specific objective and progresses, therefore you're progressing each time you lift. So you're getting better and better and better, you're getting stronger and stronger each and every week. And it has exercises that fit your goals. So for example, if you don't really care to build you know, a massive chest, then why would you do lots of bench pressing? Why would you bother doing tons and tons of chest exercises if you don't particularly care to build really massive pecs? Let's say <clears throat> you already have quite large quads, right? Like you have nice big quads, like you don't really particularly want to build your thighs. You want to maybe lose less uh, you want to lose size, right? You want to maybe kind of shrink your thighs. If you're doing too much muscle building exercises that will target the thighs, then you're kind of going against your goals. Basically, you're, you're following a program that goes against your goals. And so it's the same with like men and women. Um, men have different goals than women. Women want to build more glutes. They want to build nicer um, arms. They want to, build, <clears throat> excuse me, they want to build nice 
abs, whereas men, they particularly want more chest, they want less glutes, less legs, and they want to build, you know, a bigger upper body, right? And that's just basically kind of like a bit of stereotyping, but obviously it's not, it doesn't go for everyone, but you know, you get what I'm saying, right? So we have to look at your goals and what is going to help us achieve those goals. So it's, it's having a progressive program, having a program that is structured and written for you is very important if you want to get toned and build muscle. The third thing that you want to focus on if you want to build muscle, let's call these like the six laws of muscle, um, as a beginner, is that you want to hit muscle groups more than once a week. So I think you've probably heard this where, you know, one day you go in and you do chest and then another day you do back and then you do legs and then you do shoulders. This is old school programming and it works really well if you're a bodybuilder and you're on steroids, okay? Um, or you are someone who has a lot of muscle already. That is like the old school bro, bro split. But as a beginner, you do not want to train like this. You want to be in the gym two to three times per week, at least, if you want to really build muscle. And you want to ensure that you're hitting your muscle groups at least three times a week. So you're doing full body exercise. You're doing full body workouts three times a week. And preferably in the beginning stages, you are repeating the same movement patterns because you've got to build the skill. You've got to get better at it. Most women just chopping and changing constantly. They never actually spend time progressing the exercise because then, you know, one week they're doing squats and then the next week they're doing deadlifts and then another week they're doing another variation of a squat. So they're not actually progressing, right? They're just constantly changing and, and that doesn't get you very far. And so unless you're a pro bodybuilder, unless you are a seasoned lifter, you want to go for full body uh, workout, pad, uh, workout programs and you want to hit those muscle groups more than once a week. So two to three times a week. If you're more advanced, you can hit four times a week. You could do either full body or you can do upper lower. So one day you do an upper body, one day you do lower body. You can also do push, pull and legs. So that means you're doing push exercises, pull exercises, and then a whole day dedicated to legs. And then of course my favorite full body. And so uh, where full body can come, you know, can, can, can have its downfall is that if you're doing too much in a week. So if you're doing like six days a week and you're doing full body six days a week, that is not good because you're not allowing your muscle to recover. And recovery is extremely vital to building muscle. You are in the gym to tear down the muscle to get stronger and then when you recover, you're resting, you're eating well, you're sleeping, that is when your muscle comes back stronger and builds up. So that is number three. So make sure that you're hitting the muscle at least two to three times a week, doing full body, uh, workouts or different types of splits, but avoid the um, body part splits. All right, number four is you want to push intensity. So you want to push intensity because if you're not pushing yourself in the gym, if you're not getting stronger, then you're not building muscle. 
Okay, so if you're always lifting the same amount of weight every single week, and if you're always doing the same amount of reps for the same amount of weight, your body adapts, okay? Your body is adaptable all the time. So you want to progress by pushing yourself as much as possible. Now, does that mean you need to go crazy all the time? No, of course not. But you do need to you know, challenge yourself, right? What doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. And so you want to occasionally train to failure. Why do I say occasionally? Because as a beginner, you probably don't have a lot of endurance. You probably don't have a lot of tolerance to train to failure. So it does take time to build this up. So start slow and then push yourself just a little bit. So what does it look like training to failure? It means that you, let's say you have an exit, let's, let's say you're going to do a squat, okay? You're going to do a squat and it says to do 10 reps, okay? 10 reps of a squat. Now, you want to be able, in the beginning, okay, when you've not really done it before, you want to be able to do 10 clean reps where your train, your, your technique is good and each rep looks the same. So you're standardizing each rep, right? Now, to progress this, okay, let's say you're going to do eight kilos, okay, so you're going to do an eight kilo dumbbell goblet squat, okay, where you hold the dumbbell in the front of your body. So you're going to do eight kilos and you're going to do for 10 reps. If you managed to go all the way and do 10 reps, clean reps, and you think that you could have probably done another three to five reps, okay, then eight kilos is likely too light for you, okay? It's not really challenging you that much. So you wanna pick up maybe 10 kilos. And for 10 kilos, you can do 10 reps, but those last three reps are really hard. Like you're pushing those last three reps, your, your exercises, um, your movement is getting slower, you know, you're starting to get slower each and every, um, time you go down and up. So this last three reps need to be very challenging. So now you've done 10 reps with 10 kilos and those last three reps were a challenge. Now you keep working on it until 10 reps with 10 kilos is easy, that you can complete that whole set with 10 and 10. Then you progress. How do you progress? You can progress by adding more reps. So you can do 11, you can do 12, you can do 15 with 10 kilos or even the eight initially. Or you can also add more weight. Maybe you can pick up the, the 12 kilo dumbbells and do 10 reps. Now maybe you can't do 10 reps, you do eight reps. So you've progressed with more weight, but not necessarily with more reps. So it's really good not to always push yourself to lift more weight, but sometimes it's good to push yourself to lift more for reps. So same weight, but for more reps. And that is going to help with muscle endurance, and it's going to also be a way for you to progress the exercise. So that is how you want to train. Now training to failure is that you, you, you push that exercise, pushing that squat to a point where you literally cannot do any more. Like if someone was to point a gun to your head and they would say, do one more rep, 
you cannot do another run. That is training to failure where you can't lift the weight, your, your muscle is fatigued, you might be crying in the sense, you know, but that is training to failure. And then there's something called reps in reserve. And that means that you're leaving one to two reps in reserve, or you're basically stopping before you hit failure. And this is something that I do in the beginning with my clients who are beginners because they still haven't developed that, um, that, that threshold with the intensity, that pain threshold, that endurance, and that stamina to re and the tolerance to the discomfort of being in pain from pushing a, a set to failure. So this is just a little bit of a crash course in lifting weights. Of course, this is something that I teach my clients when they come into the coaching program, but I wanted to kind of explain it to you because it's something that you can, you know, you can use immediately and you can start progressing straight away. So that was number four, training occasionally to failure and pushing intensity because you need to challenge yourself if you want to really truly change your body. Now, number five is make sure that you rest in between sets. This is something that I see a lot of women that just skip over and they turn every single exercise or every single workout into a cardio session, into a high intensity session or hit class. So this is not going to help you because what we want to do when we're training the muscle, when we're training an exercise, we want to be able to lift heavier each set, right? We want to progress as much as possible. It's not always going to be the case, but that is what we're looking to do. Now, if we're always like resting like 10 seconds or 30 seconds and then going straight back in, you haven't allowed your muscle to recover. And so you're probably not going to be able to push that next set to the intensity that you want. You're not going to be able to progress it. You're not going to be able to really uh, lift heavier or do more reps. So in, this, in essence, you're not really going to get the most out of that exercise if you're always turning every single workout into a, a hit circuit, okay? So, or, or circuit, uh, circuit session or a cardio session. So there, the, you know, the, the hit and the circuits and all of that metabolic type of exercise has its place. But when again, when we're building muscle, when we want to be, when we want to get toned, that is not what we're looking for. We want to look for intensity, but we don't want to necessarily push cardio in those sets. We want to rest, fully recover. This could look anywhere between uh, a minute to, to three minutes, okay? And if you're doing very heavy lifting or you're doing exercises that require a lot of technique and skill and it requires like compound exercises, which I'll talk about in a second, which will be my sixth point, um, then you're gonna rest a little longer because they require a lot more, it, it requires a lot more energy, it requires a lot of skill, a lot of um, central nervous system working. So that is something that you wanna keep that in mind. So like squats, deadlifts, those big, big movements, compound movements, they require more rest. And of course, if you're doing things like abs or you're doing like smaller muscles, you can rest a little less. So that, was number five. Now, number six is to choose compound exercises as much as possible in the beginning. 
So that means you're gonna do things like squats, you're gonna do things like deadlifts, you're gonna do things like rows, you're gonna do things like push-ups, you're gonna do things like lunges and split squats, you're gonna do things like hip thrusts. Those are all exercises and movement patterns that require a lot of muscles in one in one particular exercise, so it's called a compound movement. Compound movement means more than one joint, more than one body part. So for example, in a squat, yes, it's mostly a leg exercise, but you're also working the glutes, you're also working the core. You're If you're holding a weight in a goblet position, you're holding the weight in the center of your body, that works your core and that works your upper body too. So there's a lot of joints happening here. Your, your hip joint, your knee joint, your ankle joint, compound exercise. Same thing with deadlifts. You're working the glutes, you're working the legs, you're working the core, you're working your back. So that is a compound exercise. Whereas, I don't know, let's say um, a bicep curl, okay? That's just one joint, okay? That is one joint and that is your elbow joint and your shoulder joint, particularly if you're doing things like um, TRX rows or anything. Not TRX rows, TRX bicep curls, but essentially bicep curls with a dumbbell, they are only one joint movement. And so they're not compound exercises, but can you integrate them? Yes, of course. You can include them in your exercise program, but you want to learn the big, big, you know, beast exercises because they're going to literally be the ones that are going to give you the most bang for your buck. They're going to be able to push you, they're going to challenge you, they're going to build lots of more muscle. Um, so I really don't understand where you see a lot of overweight or, you know, people that are in the gym for the first time, they're overweight and they are doing bicep curls. Like it's such a waste of time, you know? Don't go and do bicep curls. Go and do squats. Go and do and learn deadlifts, you know? Learn the big, big muscle groups. Work those because they're going to also require more energy. They're going to burn more calories and that is going to get you to your goals faster. So compound movements should be in your program and should be a priority. And then of course you can also add in... Um, some accessory exercises that will kind of train lagging body parts, such as your arms, your triceps, your biceps, your shoulders, um, your your abs, your your core, your calves. You know, if you're a guy, or your traps, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, focus on the compound movements. Okay, guys, so that was the six laws of muscle. And that was basically me explaining to you how to build muscle as a beginner. Now we're going to talk about why and how building muscle and losing body fat is the key to getting a toned physique. So we are aware now that we need to build muscle, right? Getting toned is simply building muscle. So what most women actually mean when they say they want to be toned is that they want to have less body fat. So they want to build muscle but have less body fat. And that is why, you know, if, you're, if you go to the gym and you spend a lot of time lifting weights but you never change your nutrition and you never focus on body fat loss, especially if you're very overweight, you're likely not gonna see that much change in your body. 
You will get stronger. I'm not going to lie. You're going to get stronger. You're going to feel good. And those things are amazing. Okay. But if you want to really look leaner and you want to look toned, you need to lose body fat. So that is where nutrition plays a vital role. Now, here's where people get confused. So people get confused because they think that they need to eat less. Okay, they need to go on crash diets, they need to cut carbs, they need to cut all these food groups, they need to go vegan, plant-based, whatever. They just do all these crazy fads and they think that's going to get them to the body that they want. But actually, muscle needs food. Muscle does not grow without food. It needs a calorie surplus, okay? Mean, meaning you need to actually eat enough food of the right ratios, of the right macronutrients to fuel muscle building. Can you build muscle in a calorie deficit? Absolutely. Yes, you can. I'm not saying you can't. However, if it's possible, you're going to spend way, like you're going to have way more, um, you're going to have way more success if you actually spend time building a little bit first and then going into a calorie deficit. So for example, if you are a newbie, you've never, you know, gone into the gym and you're overweight and you need to lose at least like 10, 15, 20 kilos, you will actually build quite a bit of muscle, okay, even though you are dieting down to lose that body fat, okay, to lose that weight. But if you are someone who's skinny fat or you're quite slim and you're just, you know, you're looking to build a bit of muscle and you have like a little bit of fat, but you, let's say you, you have like less than five kilos to lose, right? And you just have like a belly, but you're quite lean. You've got lean legs, lean arms, but you just have no shape. Then you need to actually spend time building, Okay, you need to spend time building muscle and that requires you having to eat more food. So if you're under eating, you're chronically dieting, you're never fueling your body, your metabolism will slow down. We've talked a lot about, you know, this over the podcast, you know, I talk a lot about metabolism and how building muscle actually speeds your metabolism up. Look, if you literally never ever, you know, focused on building muscle and you have no lean muscle mass on your body, you have more body fat, then you need to be okay with eating a little bit more food and potentially gaining a little bit of extra weight in order to build muscle. Because then when you get to a point that you spent at least six months, minimum six months building, then you can now go into a diet phase and you can lose the body fat and you'll actually have something to show for it. But if you just go straight into a, a fat loss phase without ever building any muscle, okay, without ever eating more food, pushing intake a little bit higher, pushing your carbs, pushing your fats and your protein and getting in your food, like you're never going to really get anywhere because you'll diet down, you'll go into a diet phase, you'll go into a calorie deficit and then you'll lose the fat. But here's what two things happen. You're going to look exactly the same. You're not going to look any different. You're just going to look skinny, okay, but with no shape, no muscle. Everything's going to look soft. And number two, you would have severely reduced your metabolism. You would have severely slowed it down because already you didn't have any muscle mass to begin with. 
And so this is something that is very common and it's a lot of the reasons why I help women in the Met Metabolic Rebuild program because they've never, ever done it correctly. You know, they spent years under eating, they spent years chronically dieting, doing yo-yo diets and being afraid of carbs. And carbs are not the enemy. In fact, carbs have been shown to really help building muscle. So you can push more in the gym, you can push more that intensity, you can lift heavier. They really fuel your body. That is your preferred energy source. Why are we cutting carbs, guys? Keto, carnivore, you know, all these these low carb diets are just doing more harm than, than good, okay? So that is another episode for another day, but this is what I wanted to say in terms of, you know, under eating, chronic dieting, is that you're never gonna truly build any muscle if all you do is spend time in a diet. And that brings me to the final point, guys. How getting toned is cyclical. And look, getting toned, we've already talked about it, is building muscle. So if you have no muscle on your body, you are not going to really have any result if you do not spend time building. We've just literally gone over this, okay? So you've got to spend at least three to six months eating at maintenance or in a slight surplus, a little bit over your maintenance calories, and getting the nutrition that you need, macros, your, your, your carbs, your fats, your protein in a good ratio with a higher protein intake to really push muscle building, but also following a program that we spoke about already that covers all those bases. And then, only then, after you've spent a good six months, I prefer six months, sometimes you could do three, but honestly, muscle building is a slow process. It does not happen overnight. It's a very slow process, much like fat loss, to be honest, but it's even slower than fat loss. But especially as a woman and especially as a, a natural athlete or someone who doesn't take steroids. But at the end of the day, if you want to get toned, you have to do it in cycles. And this is where you look, you see a lot of people saying, I'm on a cut, I'm on a bulk, I'm on a building phase, I'm on a fat loss phase. And this is where you'll hear me talk a lot about the lean method in my program has different phases because you cannot always be building because, of course, you can only push calories and you can only push nutrition to a certain extent. And at some point, you know, you, you don't want to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. You want to kind of scale back because we don't want to gain too much body fat during a building phase. In fact, the less that we gain, the better. If it's done right and if it's done properly, you will not gain a lot of body fat. But we also want to be, you know, aware that if you've pushed and pushed and pushed and built all this muscle, it's hiding under fat, right? The fat is still on your body. And so that is where a fat loss phase comes in. You go through a fat loss phase, you go through a calorie deficit, you lose the body fat that's, you know, that's hiding your muscle and you're finally going to reveal the work that you've done or the work that you've spent uh, building in the build phase. So in the lean method, in my coaching program, Metabolic Rebuild, we spend the first phase, phase two, okay? Phase one is all about awareness, where we look at our habits and we look at what we need changing, we, we set goals, but phase two is the main phase and that is where we engage and prime the metabolism and this is where we spend time building muscle. So you're 
you're, I put you on, <clears throat> I put you on a hypertrophy program, which is a muscle building program that is tailored to you. And then once we spent a good amount of time in this phase, pushing weights, pushing the food, eating well, you know, fueling our body and really uh, spending time progressing the workouts, then we go into a fat loss phase. In phase three, fat loss acceleration, we go into a calorie deficit. We spend time shaving off that fat that we have on our body that's hiding our muscle. And then we reveal the physique that we want. And that, ladies and gentlemen, if any guys are listening, is how you get toned. Okay, so getting toned is a process. It's cyclical. It doesn't happen overnight. It is all about building muscle and losing body fat, following a structured strength training program, not constantly under eating and chronically dieting, but fueling your body and you know, giving your body what it needs and pushing yourself and challenging yourself in the gym, having patience and enjoying the process. And with that, guys, that concludes this episode. I hope that has helped you. I hope that you have understood what it takes to get toned and to build that physique and body that you want and love. And guys, as always, if you have any questions, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And if you've, you know, you, you found this helpful and you really enjoyed this episode, please share it. Share it on your stories on Instagram. Tag me at Alessia D Coaching and also share it with your friends if you found it helpful. And if you think someone, whether it's your sister, whether it's your friend or your coworker, would really uh, benefit from this episode. Um, and as always, you can always uh, get in touch with me through my Instagram. You can also, also join my Facebook group if you want to come into a community of like-minded women all on the same journey of building a body that they love without fads, without restriction and without bullshit that you see out there. The link is in the show notes. And also, if you want to work with me and you're thinking about working with me and you want to chat, let's get you on a call so you can apply also in the show notes. Guys, it's been a pleasure. I love, love sitting here talking to you guys and I hope you found this episode helpful and I'll speak to you guys very soon. Bye now.